It has become 2024. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you all had a wonderful holiday break, but it's time to accept the inescapable passage of time. We are, of course, going to cover some of the stories that we missed over the past two weeks, but we should probably start with stories that have kickstarted the year 2024, which we unfortunately have to remind you is an election year. (sighs) Try not to think about it. But even though we are staring down the barrel of what will almost certainly be a chaotic year ahead, at least there were a few things in particular that seemed to bring the world together as we stumbled into January. And one of those things is the fact that Mickey Mouse! (laughs) But no gloves! No gloves, folks! Check it out! No gloves! More specifically, the Steamboat Willie version of the character is now officially part of the public domain. And it is no longer protected. By copyright. That is the people's mouse. Mm-hmm. So yeah, every year, copyrighted works enter the public domain when they reach the ripe old age of 95 years old. Didn't used to take that long, but Disney made it so. Still, it is, you know, there's nothing else they can do, at least at this point, so we've got Mickey Mouse, folks. We, we have one specific version of Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. So a recent prominent example of this happened just last year when a Horror movie based on A.A. Milne's classic character Winnie the Pooh was released with absolutely zero legal repercussions due to the fact that Winnie the Pooh was entered into the public domain back in 2022. Most works lose their protections without much fanfare because, uh, let's face it, they're almost a century old when this happens. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of diehard fans left over, but (sighs) it's hard to ignore the fact that this year in particular, one of the most famous characters of all time is joining the ranks as Steamboat Willie. Finally, turns 95, mm-hmm. which means that this version <laughs> of Mickey Mouse is no longer protected by copyright. You can do whatever the hell you want with it. Yeah. Now, side note, we were going to use some footage from the original Walt Disney short, but other YouTubers have already tried this, and it appears as though shocking, shocking YouTube system hasn't <sighs> been updated because their videos have been claimed by Disney. And we're not sure when or even if those automated systems will be updated. Also, as you're probably well aware, Disney is extremely protective of its characters. Legal protections are not. Yeah. So while it's very legal and very cool to appropriate Steamboat Willie for your own use, we still have to be a little bit careful because we don't want to waste a bunch of time and money proving that in court. And that didn't stop me from photoshopping Mickey into the sixth floor of the Dallas Book Depository at Dealey Plaza. Mickey, no! And posting it directly to Twitter in order to test the limits of public domain and basic decency. But, you know, whatever. With more on how this is all supposed to work, and with more examples of items entering the public domain this year alongside Mickey Mouse, here's the New York Times. In 2024, thousands of copyrighted works published in 1928 are entering the public domain after their 95-year term expires. This means that those characters and stories can be remade on the page, stage, or screen without permission. It is important for the preservation of our cultural record for meaningful access to older works for inspiring future creativity. Jennifer Jenkins, the director for the Center for the Study of the Public Domain at Duke Law School said, the creme de la creme of this year's public domain class are Mickey Mouse and of course Minnie, or at least black and white versions of our favorite squeaky rodents that appeared in Steamboat Willie. Disney is famously litigious and this copyright only covers the original versions of the character. Mm Other creative works that are officially part of the public domain as of January 1st include Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. Finally, uh, you know, Winnie the Pooh, that was exciting, but you gotta have Tigger. Mm -hmm. Which almost certainly means that he will be appearing in the sequel to Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. 
Uh, also, the original stage version of Peter Pan. Elliot, that Peter Pan fan fiction can finally be released. Uh, finally. Yeah. A man <laughs> haunted by his own shadow. Uh, the original musical composition of Mac the Knife, hey, that's also that's there. That's actually a banger. But not the interpretation that McDonald's did of Mac Tonight. Oh, well. That's going to be uh, quite a while. Yeah. Quite a ways down the road. Uh, there's also other hits, other bangers from 1928, yeah. like Dipper Mouth Blues, featuring King Oliver and Louis Armstrong. I know one of those people. Yeah. Also, while we're on the topic, next year has another big entry that we're pretty excited for because on January 1st of 2025, Popeye the Sailor Man will be entering the public oh, domain. Oh, hell yeah. Mm hmm. But let's get back to Mickey Mouse, though, and how he will be used in the years to come. That's anyone's guess. But one game developer in particular has wasted no time at all because Nightmare Forge Games has already released a trailer for their Mickey Mouse horror game called Infestation 88, which opens with the following disclaimer. This game is inspired by works that are now in the public domain. This independent creation has not been authorized, sponsored, or otherwise endorsed by any original authors of said works. All content in this game is used under appropriate public domain guidelines and is not affiliated with, related to, or endorsed by any existing intellectual property or trademark holders. And yeah, this is probably just a gimmick that was, you know, perfectly timed in order to ride a wave of free marketing yeah. uh, publicity. It looks like a pretty basic survival horror game from a company that does not appear to have any other releases. Always a good sign. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we have no idea whether it will be worth anyone's time. Probably not. And also, like, they knew this was coming and that's why it was yeah. released, the trailer was released. Like, they could have had it ready if they had a little more forth, because people are gonna forget about this. It is funny, like, you know, this is a monumental, like, intellectual property moment and, uh, they just do the same thing they did with Winnie the Pooh. Like, what, yeah. if, what if it was, like, a murderer yeah. What if the what if Mickey Mouse could kill you? Yeah, I mean it's like the, it's the simplest thing is here's a wholesome character, let's make it evil. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, in the current climate, we are immediately suspicious about any product that prominently features the number 88. So, yeah, just putting that out there. Yeah. Um <laughs> unless that was the year you were born, what's that doing in your username, sir? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still, it's an example of what can be done now that this character is no longer protected from use. You can do your own thing with Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I'm actually kind of shocked that there wasn't more stuff ready to go on January 1st. Like, I feel like this is going to be something that people forget about within a week. Um, and that's probably why Disney's not really But it's also, anything. it's like, yeah, you can't even make him talk. Or at least you can't... You can squeak, you can make him squeak. You can't give him Mickey's iconic voice. Yeah, he you does You can't make him wear thing. Mickey's iconic gloves or Mickey's iconic uh, buttons on his iconic pants. But it still looks like Mickey. It does. Mm -hmm. and I saw someone uh, drew a picture of uh, Steamboat Willie Mickey sucking his own dick. That, that one was, was great. Uh, that was, that was the, like, one of the good ones that I saw. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. There we go. Calling but it the Steamboat Willie. Couldn't do that in 2023. Nope. Try that in a small town. <laughs> uh, the reaction online, though, it, it, it's been pretty shocking because people seem to believe that the developers of this game only started working on it when the, the clock struck midnight. <sighs> that, the, that reaction is fascinating to me. Yeah, but yeah, it, and not this that this wasn't in development months in advance, knowing that the character would become legal to use by the game's release. Yeah. Then again, we're constantly shocked by the amount of people who cannot understand the most blatantly obvious things, like for instance, the fact that the band Green Day are not fans of the Republican Party. I felt like I was going insane today. Yeah, like they made a. <laughs> 
They made an entire album that was so ham-fistedly like anti-Republican that that's about where I got off. I stopped being a fan. I was a big fan of them before that, and I was like, all right, I'm done. Uh, well, there were the the. I mean. Dookie, obviously. That was one of the first compact discs that I bought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nimrod, not bad in my opinion. And then I kind of fell off. They had one more after that that I quite liked. Yeah. Um, a great run in the 90s. But yeah, like American Idiot, it was like just so, I'm like, okay, this is like the most lib shit I've ever heard. Well, even, it was, even as a teenager, I was like, all right. That's... And it came out at a time that there was, you know, there was a, a little bit more of that going around. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was, it was 2003 or four. But it's just like, where... I, where, do, where do people I don't not know, understand I don't this? know if this is more or less bizarre than like the people who get mad at Rage Against the Machine. And, like, I remember when uh, Marco Rubio was like, yeah. yeah, I love Rage Against the Machine. Stick to, stick to music, Tom Morello. <laughs> Anyways, uh. Uh, yeah, so the band Green Day, they released a Bush-era album titled American Idiot, which also spawned a, an entire fucking Broadway musical of the same name. That Green Day has, oh no, uh, shockingly, they have been critical of the Republican Party. Oh no, oh, this hasn't been happening? They've been critical of the Republican Party for decades, Yeah, it turns out. I'm just hearing this for the first time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, many conservatives are somehow just finding this out after they appeared on one of the New Year's Eve countdowns Sunday night and uh, they changed <laughs> some of the lyrics to the song American Idiot yeah. from the album American Idiot to say, I'm not a part of the MAGA agenda. Wow. Wow, that cuts deep. Ow. I'm shocked. Ow. I always thought they were a part of the MAGA agenda, but turns out not. Now, I'm not one of those snowflakes who gets offended by everything. But I'm going to get offended <laughs> as hell at this. But I am so angry, I'm going to start posting. <gasps> uh, yeah, we can't play the video of it because it doesn't enter the public domain until the year 2099. So you'll have to wait out for that one. Yeah. But you know the song, and you've probably already seen the clip. Anyways, a bunch of conservative weirdos online, including Elon Musk, got really upset about this because they somehow never listened to the lyrics of the original, or if they did, they just didn't think about them critically at all. This is so weird. Yeah. It was literally written about the Bush administration <laughs> and uh, their actions after 9-11. Yeah. So it doesn't take a genius to see how the lyrics could be slightly altered to include a dig at Donald Trump. Uh, there were a bunch of brain-numbing responses to the performance, and it's all very reminiscent, as Elliot said earlier, of the various, countless times over the years that conservatives have realized that bands like Rage Against the Machine don't like them. When they were shouting, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, I was picturing them yelling at Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yes. But uh, to sum it all up, here's what King of the Chuds, Elon Musk, said in response to this uh, little lyric change. I'm so mad that he's still here in 2024. Mm -hmm. Green Day goes from raging against the machine to milk-toastedly raging for it. Can someone check and see if milk toast was the word of the day yesterday or something? Milk-toastedly. Milk-toastedly. Fuck off, Elon. I hate that you're still here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, speaking of how losers spent New Year's Eve, though, let's check in on Donald Trump, who spent the evening partying it up at Mar-a-Lago to the sound of today's hottest musical act. Vanilla Ice performing that one song from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sequel from 1991, uh, Go Ninja Go Ninja Go, and he did this alongside a fully costumed Michelangelo. Yeah. Not the painter, the turtle. And hey, to be fair, it was a pretty good costume. So his lukewarm response to the incredible live performance that he was witnessing, it might be 
All the excitement that he could muster, though, because the walls continue to close in on Donald Trump. And there have been some pretty significant developments since we left for the holiday break. So first off, this is totally inconsequential, but the holidays started off with a bunch of corroborated reports regarding the former president's um, distinct smell yeah. with the hashtag Trump smells <laughs> making the rounds for a few days in the lead up to Christmas. Mm -hmm. And we will spare you most of this. But former Republican Congressman Adam Kinzinger tweeted about the smell, saying, I'm genuinely surprised how people close to Trump haven't talked about the odor. It's truly something to behold. Wear a mask if you can. And he followed the statement up during a recent appearance where he described the smell. It's not good. Best way to describe it, take armpits, ketchup, a butt, and makeup, and put that all in a blender and bottle that as a cologne, he said. And this is like, it's like he shits himself. You could tell he's been yeah, wearing diapers for years. Someone that worked with he's him walking on, around with a ass full of doo doo. Yeah, he he was someone that worked on the Celebrity Apprentice, uh, like on a podcast. This is years ago too. Who wasn't under NDA was like, yeah, he had he had to have his diapers changed on the show back then. Yeah, the man shits himself. Uh huh. He's always filling those diapers. This isn't news. Yeah, but the smell, ugh, yeah. ugh. Because it, it sounds like he cover, he tries to cover it up. Yeah, so with he, he overdoes like it with... Really gaudy cologne. 1980s era men's cologne. Yeah, and that's the thing uh, too is like, oh, look, I'm not trying to be ageist, but a lot of old men in particular, uh, they do naturally lose uh, a lot of their sense of smell over the yeah. years. And in order to smell the cologne they're wearing, they kind of overdo it a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, the body has ways of stinking uh, as it you does. get older. It does. So it's a it's a weird mixture. But yeah, there were there were other people that worked alongside Trump, uh, whether they were members of his cabinet or whatever, that were like, yeah, I shared an elevator with him once, and I could not wait to get out of there. And huh. Yeah. However, though, Trump's dirty diapers were the least of his concerns shortly after all this died down because. Over the holiday break, Donald Trump was actually removed from the GOP ballot in not one, but two separate states, with more lawsuits seeking to remove his name in other states as well. On December 19th, Colorado made the first move by declaring Trump ineligible by citing the 14th Amendment, which contains a section that bars anyone who engaged in insurrection from holding office. Uh-oh. And shortly after that, Maine's Secretary of State announced that she was removing Trump from the ballot as well. Here's CBS News with more on all of that. Decisions in Maine and Colorado finding that former President Donald Trump is disqualified from holding public office have rested on a 155-year-old constitutional provision that was seldom used in modern times, but has now been invoked in escalating legal challenges from across the country targeting Trump's eligibility to hold the presidency again. And this is more uh, like stuff that hasn't been done since the Civil War, yeah. like going along with we the uh, George Santos. We put it there Santos. for a reason, though. This is just like yeah. the George Santos thing. And it's like, these are unprecedented times, and they call for unprecedented measures. Yeah, mm -hmm. it continues. In Colorado, a case brought by a group of voters became the first victory in the effort against Trump when the state Supreme Court found he is disqualified from holding office again. In a handful of other states, secretaries of state have said they cannot unilaterally remove Trump from the ballot. But Maine's secretary of state became the first to do so Thursday night when she issued a decision finding that Trump is not qualified to hold the presidency because of his conduct surrounding the January 6th attack and should be removed from the primary ballot. The Colorado and Maine challenges have been the only ones to succeed in declaring Trump ineligible under Section 3, though the question of whether he can appear on the 2024 ballot is likely to be decided by the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't call these victories Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And Maine Secretary of State, for her effort, uh, received plenty of death threats, yeah, it, and also uh, she has been swatted, and that is as a result 
uh, you would assume, of Trump directly linking to her info page on Truth Social. Like, oh. He didn't even put add anything to it. He's just like, here you go. Wow. Yeah. So... Okay. <sighs> but in the meantime, a few states have pushed back on attempts to block his name from the ballot, notably uh, California, Michigan, Minnesota, New Hampshire, and Oregon. But according to CBS... Cases in 14 states arguing Trump is not eligible remain pending. Those states are Alaska, Arizona, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, South Carolina, Texas, Vermont, Virginia, West Virginia, Wisconsin, and Wyoming, according to Lawfare's database. Yeah, and uh, the Supreme Court apparently has to uh, decide on this very quickly because mail-in ballots and all that kind of stuff, we're in the election year. These have to get printed and sent out. And approve. There are processes in place. I believe they they have until February to make an actual, like, legitimate call on this. Don't get your hopes up, but that's just something that's happening. Elsewhere in the race for the Republican nomination, two people in particular continue to make headlines for their bizarre behavior. And one is, of course, (laughs) uh, human robot uh, Ron DeSantis, who has, uh, he got an update. He can now show feelings. Yeah. Uh, they have programmed him to smile at his constituents. Ron to skin suit. Yeah. He seems less like a human the harder he tries to act like a human, with the most recent example being this clip here where he's taking questions from a child while standing and smiling as if he is being operated by a tiny alien inside of his skull, just like in Men in Black. I felt like he's more like uh, the bug after he kills Vincent D'Onofrio yeah, both. and steals it, yeah, his skin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> give me sugar. He, but he's looked like that before. This one is very robotic. Yeah. Um, there's also Nikki Haley, who has had a nightmare couple of weeks after completely failing to answer the simplest questions about, it comes up again, the Civil War. Um. I wouldn't say she failed to answer it. I'd say she she knew exactly what the fuck she was doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uh, Anyways, here's uh, ABC News. Presidential hopeful Nikki Haley did not cite slavery as a cause of the American Civil War on Wednesday night when a town hall attendee asked her what she thought led to the bloody conflict. The former governor of South Carolina, the first state to secede from the Union in 1860, instead said at the event in Berlin, New Hampshire, that the catalysts were basically how the government was going to run and freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. Which things, Nikki? Hmm. She continued. States' right to do what, Nikki? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it always comes down to the role of government and what the rights of the people are. And we will always stand by the fact that I think the government was intended to secure the rights and freedoms of the people. It was never meant to be all things to all people. Government doesn't need to tell you how to live your life. <laughs> they don't need to tell you what you can and can't do. They don't need to be a part of your life. They need to make sure that you have freedom. Freedom to do what? Freedom to do what? Mm. Uh, The questioner told Haley they thought it was astonishing she gave an answer that did not mention slavery. What do you want me to say about slavery? She responded before pivoting and asking for the next question. Why are you you bringing up slavery? Fucking wild. Yeah. Like, I just think, you know, the government should stay out of our lives and not tell us, like, whether we can or can't, uh, you know, own other human beings. Own other human beings and force them to work and uh, abuse the shit out of them. yeah, and also, you know, there's always the flip side. It's like, uh, you know, we do have a lot of rights, such as not being fucking enslaved by other people. That but, is the role of the government, and that's a big reason why the U.S. government went to war. Mm-hmm. You yeah. fucking idiot. A lot of Civil War talk you uh, over the break. <laughs> yeah. 
we're back. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, both Haley and DeSantis confirmed that if either of them are elected president, they would pardon the former president should he be convicted of any of the 91 felony charges he's currently facing. Well, the good thing is none of these people are going to be president. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Fingers crossed. She thinks she's on the team. Both had previously signaled they were leaning towards issuing a pardon, but their recent statements were the most definitive yet and left little room for doubt just weeks before the first nominating contest in January. Quote, I would pardon Trump if he is found guilty, Haley told a crowd in Plymouth, New Hampshire on Thursday. DeSantis, who has blamed Trump's dominance in the polls in part on the string of criminal indictments, said Friday that he would pardon a convicted Trump because we've got to move on as a country. Okay. But neither of you is going to be president, so bye-bye. Yeah. no need to worry about any of that. It's going to be a really, really stupid year, folks. Strap in. So make sure that you focus on yourself first. Yeah. But also stay aware of everything that's happening around you because it's going to get weird and potentially pretty bleak, especially because you know, the GOP's opponent is, it is unfortunately, it's, it's genocide Joe Biden. Yeah. That's the guy. That's the person that this all hinges upon who, despite the insistence of the international community and his own citizens, just keeps on funding Israel's siege on the Palestinian people using our tax dollars. Don't you love it? Yeah. We don't even get health care. We don't get fucking shit. But they get an arms deal. They get big old bombs. The biggest bombs you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Stuff that's used to like blow up like, you know, fortified military bunkers and tanks and all sorts of things that don't fucking exist uh, in also, Gaza. Some updates over the uh, the break. Oh, whoa, oops, my, my daisies. Bad. The hospital didn't have a command center in it. Oh, geez. Yeah, also they issued a rare apology. They're like, look, we the bomb we dropped on the refugee camp we mixed up. We mixed up our bombs. Butterfingers. We only intended to use like the the people killer five thousand, yeah. not the people killer ten thousand. So that's our bad. That we're, was a goof. We're I'm listening sorry. and we're learning. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, this it's one of the most frustrating and destructive things that Joe Biden could possibly do, and he's already just seeing the effects of these kinds of decisions in his polling. Yes. Which is falling dramatically, especially among Black, Hispanic, and voters under the age of thirty-five, and um, yeah. I, it's you got less than a year, buddy. Figure it out. <sighs> this is on you. Mm -hmm. Anyways, we do have some more lighthearted stuff for you coming up in a second. But first, let's take a minute to thank today's sponsors for kickstarting another year of videos on this channel, starting with HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That is why it's America's number one meal kit. Whether your resolution is to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like, delivered right to your door. Make saving time your breeziest resolution with quick, convenient recipes delivered right to you. Just choose your meals and select your delivery date. HelloFresh handles the meal planning and shopping, so all you have to do is open your weekly box of pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step -step recipes to get cooking. Each HelloFresh box is packed with farm-fresh ingredients, and everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle and less wasted food. 
This time of year, everyone's looking to revamp their eating habits. Look to HelloFresh's wholesome, health-forward options like over 30 calorie-smart and protein-smart recipes each week. And HelloFresh also owns Green Chef, another one of our sponsors. So with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. We love cooking with HelloFresh because the food always seems to taste better when you've prepared it yourself. Mm -hmm. And a few recipes that we love that are coming up include their banh mi-style meatball bowls, their one-pan black bean and pepper quesadillas, and the smoky garlic and herb shrimp. Go to HelloFresh.com slash todaydailyfree and use code todaydailyfree for free breakfast for life? What? One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That is free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash todaydailyfree with code todaydailyfree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This episode is also sponsored by Shopify. You probably already know about Shopify. You probably already love them. It's Shopify, the best platform for shopping, hosting your own business, and keeping track of all your shipments in one place. There's a ton of amazing duos out there in the world, and we're a perfect example. But the best duo is, of course, Shopify and you. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. No matter how big you wanna grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. We love Shopify's simple and easy to use app because it keeps track of all your online shipments. You can even connect other platforms so that your tracking is all in one place. It is extremely convenient. And Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States. Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash itdaily, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash itdaily now, or click the link in the description to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash itdaily. All right, back to the news now. Mm -hmm. And let's start this half of the show with the savior of the holiday season. No, not Santa Claus. The anthropomorphic... Pop-Tart. That's right. Who was cooked alive mm -hmm. in front of millions of viewers and then immediately devoured by an entire team of football players and coaching staff. <sighs> We're going to tell you something that should be pretty obvious, but neither of us really watch college sports, so we didn't really have a whole lot of backstory with this one. It just sort of, uh, it just kind of appeared on my timeline. One of those things. Had to piece it together. Uh, Why are they consuming this What the this fuck beast? is happening? Um, luckily, you don't need much. Basically, every winter, there's a bunch of college football uh, bowl games. We filmed today's episode while one was happening close by. And usually, these events are only exciting for football fans and people who attend the colleges participating in them. And weirdos. Yeah. People who... Didn't go to those colleges or didn't go to college at all, but still get real excited mm -hmm. about seeing a bunch of young men 
Playing football. Seeing a bunch of young men put their bodies on the line for yeah. no money. <laughs> <laughs> Zero dollars. For free. I think that might have changed, but still. Uh, yeah. I think they're they're allowed to... Take know. endorsements or something? I don't them. care. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the sponsors for the bowl games, they're typically some big American brands. And a bunch of them are specifically food-related. So this year, Kansas State faced off against North Carolina State in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Why would you ever put Pop-Tarts in a bowl? doesn't make sense. There's <laughs> well, your Well, if you're having guests over, Elliot... It's a big bowl of Pop-Tarts. And you can eat them without toasting them, which is, you know, why it was weird seeing him cooked yeah. alive on stage. Anyway, throughout the game, there were clips of a large, smiling Pop-Tart uh, mascot playing on the sidelines, messing with referees, hyping up the crowd, being a fun mascot. Hey, yeah. look, it's a, what if a Pop-Tart had legs and arms and a face? One of the, the greatest... American exports are our mascots. We've yeah. got Gritty. We've got Dinger. Who no sometimes other, gets yeah. confused for uh, a racial slur. We got, we've got the Pop-Tart Man now. We've got unofficial mascots, like yeah. the Chargers guy. Yeah, yeah, Boltman. Boltman. Yeah, we got them all. They're, they're great. There was even a movie about it uh, from the Best in Show guys. Yeah, Europe doesn't even come close. Their mascots are uh, soccer hooligans. Yeah, they just got, like, drunk fucking... You got a bunch of alcoholics with scarves and uh, who are willing to beat the shit out of uh, we have people. Like cartoon characters that are living, yeah. breathing things. Yeah, you can't, mm-hmm. don't even try to come at us with mascots. We, nope. we are the kings of mascots. But what made this Pop Tart go viral, though, was when it was cooked alive and consumed after Kansas State won the game. After their win, the human sized Pop Tart got on top of a very large toaster, held up a sign that said, Dreams really do come true and then was slowly lowered into the appliance where it was cooked to perfection before an edible version of the mascot slid out and was ripped apart, limb from limb, and eaten by the winning team, leaving behind a mutilated carcass with just one jolly-looking eyeball remaining. Yeah, it was, uh, we've, as a, as a country, we've, we've somehow gone full circle. We're doing pagan rituals again. Yeah. But they're, like, sponsored content. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, people, they went nuts for this giant Pop-Tart who craved death. Even comparing the Pop-Tart to Jesus Christ himself. Yeah, he so loved the world that he gave his only son the (laughs) Pop-Tart. And that Pop-Tart let you consume his body. Uh Uh-huh. Take from... (laughs) 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 Take this, my body. (laughs) Here are just a few of the incredible tweets that were being shared. First, before he was cooked alive, he was on the sidelines. And there was this tweet from content creator Roger Sherman who shared a photo of the Pop-Tart feeding him another Pop-Tart with the tweet, I asked if it was offensive to eat a Pop-Tart in front of the Pop-Tart's bowl mascot, and then its handler yelled out, It's their dream! And then the mascot grabbed a Pop-Tart out of my hand and started force-feeding it to me while making soft grunting noises. And apparently this is... I, I, I don't know, I didn't find the lore of the Pop-Tart, but apparently this is... Uh, something that has existed before this event. Okay. That, that Pop-Tart's goal in life is to be consumed and eaten. That okay. is like, they're, they're, this is a dream coming true. I mean, that does like solve a problem that has all food-based mascots have had for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, we love our M&Ms. Some of them we love a lot because they're hot. But yeah. like, it's like... <laughs> and when they make them unhot, we get very uh, mad Yeah, about it. but it's like, okay, like... These, they're all going to die, yeah. and it's going to be my fault. You want me to eat these lovable uh, coated candies? And the flip side of it is mascots that, uh, you know, get uh, glorified by certain communities, like when Tony the Tiger had to come out and say, 
uh, please stop fetishizing me, furries. I mean, they made him too hot. <laughs> and and just ripped. Yeah. But he was, I, I remember it being like, there's children here. Please stop fetishizing me. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, anyways, more tweets. Here's a front-facing shot of the Pop-Tart with that unmistakable smile, uh, which I believe uh, Ken Klippenstein pointed out that that wasn't a smile. It, it appeared to be a laceration because it was the goo from inside. Oh, no. Uh, but but it, it looks like a smile. And that was alongside the following tweet. He is excited to die. He craves oblivion. His life is nothing more than a bulwark between himself and the peace of drifting away through the infinite black nothingness. Eat upon his flesh so he may be free. And here's one uh, from, you know, when he was sacrificed at the altar of consumerism. The Pop-Tart holding up a sign that says dreams really do come true as it is lowered into a toaster to be cooked alive is the darkest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, and here's the Pop-Tart holding a sign that says, take, eat, this my body. <laughs> Alongside the tweet, he said when he returned, we would not know him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> And there's another religion. How many times do you think we've accidentally killed Jesus over the past oh, 2,000 so years? So many times, yeah. Because he keeps coming back and we don't believe it. Yeah. We don't believe it, folks. Yeah, that's why, that's why we got to vote for Donald Trump this year. <laughs> uh, so yeah, here's another religious one. This is an accurate portrayal of what Catholic doctrine teaches about transubstantiation with the Pop-Tart as the body of Christ. And it's true. <laughs> it's literal. Yeah. Um, you replace the wine with milk. And yeah. the body of Christ, the wafer <laughs> with the Pop-Tart. I mean, you'd probably get a lot more people going to church if they replaced those nasty, those church wafers taste terrible. Replace that with a little piece of Pop-Tart. I think I saw one where, like, the Pope was doing the thing where he holds it up and it's yeah. the Pop-Tart. Yeah, it's, uh, look, modern times call for modern solutions. You want to yeah. get people back, you want to get kids back in the Catholic Church? Yeah, the only no, we don't. But uh, if you think Jesus was eating that kind of bread because it tasted good, no, no it was it was fucking two thousand years ago. They didn't have the same bread technology that we have today. That's all they had. Now that I'm thinking about it, if they did start using pop tarts at Catholic Church, I would be immediately worried about that church in particular. Why are you trying to lure more children over here? Well, yeah. Mm. And look, yeah, once the team was done, there was almost nothing left of this pop tarts mascot. His dream was fulfilled. And he brought nourishment to the, to the winning team, completing his destiny. Yeah, but from a new tradition that everyone absolutely loves to one that seems unstoppable, no matter how uncomfortable it makes everyone. Uh, fuck it, Kevin Spacey's back again. Every Christmas, baby. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, you get excited for Santa Claus, but nope. you get worried for Kevin Spacey. Yeah, what's that coming down the chimney? Is that Santa Claus? Nope, that's Kevin Spacey. And he's naked. But yeah, uh, he was back yet again this holiday season as he kept up the tradition of appearing online in character as his House of Cards guy yeah, to yeah. act totally fucking bizarre and make anyone unfortunate enough to see these videos completely just uneasy for the rest of the holiday season. Yeah, this is like, what, three or four years now? Yeah. Um, hmm. Anyway, this year, this year they did, decided to do things a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, because instead of just appearing in his own video in his own home, he made an appearance on Tucker Carlson's Twitter <sighs> show, which is strange and also inconsistent, even by Tucker's standards, because he has spent a lot of time rallying against what he claims are pedophile groomers, only to welcome one onto his show for a fun little interview and some image rehabilitation. Good to have you back, Kevin Spacey. I can't even remember why everyone was mad at you. Yeah. 
Probably, you, you probably uh, supported Donald Trump and that's why they canceled Canceled. Him, huh? So yeah, we can't show the video because uh, then Tucker would simply demonetize us, but you probably shouldn't watch it anyway if you want to have an upbeat first week of the year. But here's a great summary from the Daily Beast. In the seven minute exchange shared by Carlson on X, Spacey delivers a stump speech for a fictional 2024 presidential bid. Let's stop blaming bots and college kids, Spacey said in his faux South Carolinian accent, and start telling leaders what leadership really means. I love it, Carlson responded, ostensibly playing himself, but how do you do that? Spacey went on to rant about trigger warnings and how we coddled everybody, eliciting an amen from Carlson. The disgraced actor also leaned heavily on his direct-to-camera shtick from the Netflix show, wishing the audience a Merry Christmas to you too, quote, but I've always believed that nothing should be off the table, in life or in art, Spacey said when Carlson asked if he's running for president in 2024. I think we could both agree that we need to get some adults back in the room. So if that means taking on the chief executive role, well, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make for this great nation. And here's where it gets really weird and, and harkens back to his previous year's videos. Spacey included some vague holiday pleasantries on Christmas Eve saying, it's just good enough to sip some eggnog, decorate the tree, and listen to White Christmas, and embrace all the things that make this such a special day. In another aside to the camera, Spacey said he's actually no fan of holiday traditions. The truth is, Spacey said, awkwardly remaining in character, I love nothing better on this day than to do a line of blow, drink a whiskey and coke, hit a reindeer with my car, and wish you all the naughtiest Christmas ever. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's so fucking weird. Yeah, just uh, bizarre and and weird in a way that I thought was even strange for Tucker to do, considering what you would assume is his audience. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? This is, so yeah, again. It's just, at this point, it's just like, okay, who's been canceled? Uh, can we get him on to like piss people off or something? Kevin Spacey. What was he canceled for? Ah, who cares? Like. like God, yeah. It, it, just weird. Yeah. It is a sign, though, that maybe Tucker's not doing as great as uh, some people think he's doing. If uh, he, he, he really tiptoed the line of, like, a very, what, what you could take out of context as a very weird statement is just like, you know, we have something in common. We've both been canceled by our networks. He's like, oh, oh, Tucker, well, what, can you describe what Kevin Spacey was canceled for? And then yourself, yeah. please. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, speaking of Christmas being ruined. All right, first of all, nobody burned down the, the Yevlebakken. Nature did do a good job of destroying uh, the goat this holiday season. Yeah. It looked like it had been kind of just ripped apart by the elements by the time Christmas rolled around, which proves that it's long overdue for real destruction. At that point, yeah, it was looking real bad. I was like, just burn it down at that yeah. point. It's like a dog with mange. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, nature, once again, could not wait for humans to do the right thing, so it attempted to take matters into its own hands. Mm -hmm. Hopefully next year is different. Aside from that, though, there were a few holiday gifts that didn't really seem to work out for their recipients. Most notably, the body butter that attracts spiders. Yeah. Yes, folks, you heard of the lemonade that kills people and the joggers that you can jack off in. <laughs> but there's a new insane product in town, the body butter that attracts spiders. And first off, the company behind the product is adamantly refuting these claims because, of course, they are. Yeah, that's what they do. But here's the story um, from when it was playing out over the holidays via HuffPost. 
It all started with a one-star review for Delicia Drench Body Butter, a moisturizing cream from Sol de Janeiro. The review, posted earlier this month on the website of beauty retailer Sephora, warned readers in all caps, SCENT ATTRACTS WOLF SPIDERS. <laughs> and here's the review in full. If you're scared of wolf spiders, watch out for these lotions, lol. I wanted to love them so bad, but one of the ingredients is like kryptonite to wolf spiders. They clearly mean cat. Yeah. When I put it on, instantly one will come out. Normally, I'll see one every like three years. Use this and it was every day. I stopped using it and haven't seen one since. Oh, and one time, the spider wanted to eat whatever ingredient it was so bad that it chased me. I swear on everything. <laughs> I'd run left, it ran left. I ran right, it ran right. Like it was legit following the scent. And no, the scent isn't that good. Nothing a $5 vanilla cream can't match. So yeah, do be careful if you're frightened of spiders, especially the big wolf ones. Also, please don't hurt them if you do wear this and they appear. Use a cup and put them outside. Sorry for a disappointing review. One star. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the testimonial went viral across social media and picked up even more attention after a Reddit user cited a study suggesting that farnesyl acetate and hexadiesel acetate, two chemical compounds sometimes used in skincare products, can mimic pheromones from sexually receptive female spiders. The Redditor hypothesized that the body butter might contain those ingredients, which in the right dosage could attract male spiders looking for mates. <laughs> Horny males. Yeah. The Reddit user added that they didn't actually know whether the Delicia body butter contains those compounds. On Friday, Sol de Janeiro tried to put the arachnophobia to rest. In a statement posted on its Instagram stories, the company said its products do not contain any of the ingredients that could purportedly attract spiders. Sol de Janeiro's PSA about its body butter, which the company says definitely does not attract wolf spiders. While they may attract a lot of attention from people, they won't from arachnids, even though we love all creatures, as Sol de Janeiro, <laughs> the statement said. And, and while it is funny enough that a company was basically forced to put out a public statement about their products not attracting large spiders, even some experts, they took time away from their presumed vacations to weigh in on the claim. <laughs> it is highly unlikely that the skin cream company, through random chance, combined enough things in just the right proportion to mimic a spider compound. Dr. Floyd Shockley, <laughs> chair of the Smithsonian National Museum of Natural History's Entomology Committee, told the New York Times in an email, Dr. Hey, are Floyd you Shockley? <laughs> hey, are you, I know it's uh, around Christmas time. Are you busy? This is the New York Times. We need a statement on these. Spider-Man. Yeah, spider Dr. Shock. Dr. Shockley. Oh, my, my mother brought back some of this compound when she was studying spiders in the Amazon, or whatever the quote from that Spider Woman movie is. That yeah, looks terrible. Yeah. Uh, now, another gift that was ruined this Christmas was apparently anything that came from sports merchandise company <laughs> Fanatics, which I already fucking hate because they are yeah. very clearly and very methodically monopolizing the entire sportswear industry with cheap garbage merchandise, horrible designs, and outrageously high prices for what they offer. They, look, my opinion, they fucking suck. And it sucks that they're pretty much, they've consumed the entire market. But things apparently went from bad to worse this holiday season because a bunch of Fanatics merchandise was either misprinted in hilariously inaccurate ways or just not printed at all. People got blanks. Remember that Dallas Cowboys shirt you ordered? Well, it's, it's literally just a blank Gilgen or whatever brand it is. Whoops. Fruit of the Loom. There were jerseys with the wrong player names and numbers on them. There were shirts and sweaters with the wrong team names on them. The wrong logos. 
logos that were printed wrong or upside down. And in some cases, merchandise that, again, was just shipped completely blank with no team markings at all. My favorite was the... <laughs> yeah, the tiny one. Yeah. <laughs> they had their thumb up next to it for scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, comically misprinted. Yeah. There was uh, one with a Broncos logo on a Chiefs jersey. There was I mean, some, of, some of this is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the, it's it's like a very unique item. Yeah. There was a a Michigan State football jersey with <laughs> Illinois printed down the side. Like you couldn't have gotten two states that like hate yeah. each other more next to each other. Uh, there were people getting New York Islanders merch when they ordered Rangers gear. Like specifically. It seemed like this was, this done, was done intentionally to like upset like to piss specific off. rivalries. Yeah. yeah, and in one scenario, as we just talked about, one jersey uh, or shirt or whatever, it had the player name <laughs> printed so small that you would need a magnifying lens to read it. I would be surprised if it was legible at all. Yeah, I don't think it was. It, it was the size of your fingernail. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> I would wear this everywhere. Yeah. Do, no. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, or whatever. You see that? People got to get closer to you to read it. Yeah. It's a, it's a real conversation starter. Yeah. <laughs> what does that say? Huh. Well, fuck you. Anyways, just awful stuff from an awful company. Yeah. They need to be... Joe Biden, break up this company. Yeah, tear, tear it apart. That's how you're going to win back all your voters. Break up fanatics. Mm, that might not happen. It's, no, he yeah. needs to do a lot more. Yeah. Anyways, uh, how was your holiday? Leave it in the comments yeah. below. What do you think? How did you spend your time? Got any predictions for the year? I think uh, my prediction... What's your ins and outs of the year, Elliot? Well, one of my big wins, I think this year, is when the superhero movie genre fully fucking it's, eats shit. Oh, Aquaman 2 just tanking, finally. Yeah. like People are tired of this shit. Yeah, it, not that I I think the, the hype was accurately predictive of the box office, but mm. yeah, it really seems like this is all over. Yeah, um, there's nothing left in the tank. Uh, Everything like that Mar that Marvels movie or uh, the Marvels, not that the the Spider Spider Woman looks fucking terrible. Yeah, I saw a trailer uh, for it and I was just like, what? What is this? Yeah, everything looks just like shittier and shittier. It's over. Uh, Deadpool three is supposed to come out and they got the. I'm tired of that too. Yeah, I know. It's like I I, I guess I'm. Why excited do we need to another one of those? Hugh Jackman in the no, X Men suit. No, they gave him the perfect send off in Logan. Yeah, and now he's. Now he's back, it. baby. Yeah. Uh, what I what was surprising to me was how wonderful Wonka was. He sings in that, right? Yeah, but it, like, I almost forgot that it was the Paddington Two director. Yeah. And then I was like, when it when it came out, I was like, oh yeah, I should go see that. And if you liked Paddington, you're gonna like Wonka. The just the world and the characters yeah. are so much fun. It's visually beautiful. It's again, it's like Wes Anderson for kids. <laughs> It's, okay. uh, Timothy, Ch I, I agree with some takes that, like, Timothy Chalamet is the least interesting character, which is weird mm. because the movie's based on his character, but that just says a lot about the rest of the cast, too. Okay. So, it's good. I didn't see any holiday movies. Did you see Godzilla yet? No. Oh, you I did not bastard. go to a movie theater the entire time I could have. Damn. Yeah. Damn, damn, damn. Watch a lot of Fargo season five, though. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's very good. Yeah. That... I would suggest waiting and binging it because yeah. the cliffhangers in this are some of the most it's very, insane the cliffhangers. Pace, the pace is like pretty remarkable. Yeah, it is. It goes by like that. And then at the end, you're like, no, yeah. God damn it. Anyways, leave uh, your movie recommendations and holiday plan or what you did over the holidays and your predictions for 2024 in the comments below. And again, 
Please like the video because it's our first video back. You know the score. Once you take a break from the algorithm, yeah, you got to really out. slap that algorithm in the face. Wake yes. up, bitch. Leave comments, reply to comments, like the video, do all that stuff so that people are aware that we still exist. We're here. We got lots of news coming up. I withheld a bunch of Elon Musk stuff. Mr. Beast dunked on him a little bit. We got tech news coming up, so get prepared for that. But like the video, leave a comment, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.